That was the worst ever. That was the worst one. Sorry. Are we are we live now? Is that we, we was that that train yeah, yeah. wreck of an opening? Yeah, yeah. I, I played two themes at once because I'm a professional. Uh, what did I say, John, right before we started? I'm so bad at this. And it was really great. After 10 years, you finally realized that you're not good at it. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, Will Wilkins, for getting us on. Happy Comic-Con, everyone. Uh, yeah, are you guys what, enjoying what? the con? What? Are you guys enjoying the con? I haven't. Uh, uh, I, I, even though it's now remote and I could go, I haven't been... Partly because I don't care that much. No, it's not the same, right? Not the same as what? Well, first of all, I wouldn't. I've been to conventions. You know, I got paid to go to conventions for various reasons, and I've I've always found them to be uh, horrifyingly awful. Hey, some Steve, why don't you introduce what we're doing? What this is? Hi, welcome to the Smodco Internet Radio Network. This is Nooner. Is a show usually hosted, produced, and edited by Martin Yu. But for this week, I will be the guest host, kind of like uh, when David Letterman had heart surgery and Dax Shepard guest hosted. We all remember that, right? Except I'm David Letterman what? with an open chest right next to the desk. Basically. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I want to. I want to mix things up a little. This week, I, I I don't see Cassandra in our little. Uh, oh yeah, no, it's just uh, Steve, John, and myself. So she's not coming. I don't know. I haven't heard. Wow, just like a millennial. Um, and first she I'd, skips I'd like to, podcast. Just like, like, like a millennial. I'd like to start by blessing this podcast. Oh, good. The, oh, good. Finally, the, some religion. Maybe, hopefully, this will help us ease some of the pain of the past, let the funny come out, and let the vitriol and hatred go by the wayside. So if you want to join in or just listen, but everyone bow their head. Baruch Eloheinu Sheda Sher Yanu Vini Anu Manu Vishiganu Anu Lache Hazem you are reading the phonetics for that right now. I don't. Yes, I'm. I'm new to my Jewish roots. Jeez. After after Jeez. seeing an American pickle the other day, so I'm. I, I want to connect. Uh, I want to change. I think the Jewish people are an amazing people. They've really endured a lot. I think we are very similar to them, and so this episode's going to be a little different than the usual format, which. I happened to catch one the other day accidentally when I was listening to a different podcast. I caught the last, say, 30 minutes of last week, and we are horrible, mean assholes. We are just the worst. When you myself, say we, who, who are you referring to? Myself, John, and Cassandra. Marty, you're the least of the three. I'm just, I'm, I have moments of meanness, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, it, uh, oh, man, the vitriol, the anger, the hatred. So the witch? What was the first one? Vitriol. 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 Don't make fun of him. While how, he's how, talking do you about spell, how do you spell that? It's, it's do you put I'm vitriol in the room? In the oh, room? No, no, no. Vitriol. Vitriol. 
Yeah. He's trying to say, uh, by but the way, my internet is very slow. Yeah. <laughs> by internet, you mean your brain. My brain. My brain. <laughs> um, Cassandra is, uh, I got a text from her just now. OMG, I'm drunk in Joshua. LOL, 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 I'm not coming. LMAO. I'm sorry. I forgot. We might do drugs. Oh, she might, she, that, that last line might not be there or not, might. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, but uh, Joshua Tree is uh, the high desert, which is close to, it's a godforsaken place, uh, like an hour and a half, two hours outside of LA. It is, it is a godforsaken place. And Steve, you love, you love Palm Springs. You're not a J Tree guy. No, but, uh, I don't, I'm not a hippie. But they're very close together, and they couldn't be further apart culturally. Uh, but the climate is very similar. Not a fan of, uh, not a huge fan of either. I recognize their, I don't know, their their merits. But um, yeah, what what is the what is the appeal of Palm? Like, what is the difference between Palm Springs and and Joshua Tree? Well, I've never really been to Joshua Tree. I've just been through it to a wake. Of uh, someone who died rock climbing there, and it, it seems. <laughs> oh, no, wait, wait, wait! There. W- which wake? I mean, like it's like every other weekend, right? Oh, did I pronounce that wrong as well? Wake? No, 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 Is it no. Wa- like, I'm sorry. There's great rock climbing there, but it's also yeah. just like you imagine a bunch of hippies being there. Like my wife's uncle rocks are for uh, sissies. Died. Yeah. I mean, rock ropes there. are for sissies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm actually, I knew that. Uh, and it it seemed very hippieish. It seemed yoga like a yoga studio out in the open it's beautiful but it's very pretty it's hot it's also the worst youtube record of their entire catalog really well okay that's yeah. a whole show on its own no oh, that's well, we'll do our youtube podcast after oh, yeah, this yeah. Uh, youtube talking to me yeah we'll get uh, adam uh <laughs> scott adam on, scott and- on the show friend of our show by the way yeah. he's been yeah. a guest here when uh like the second N- show. 98 yeah 98 yeah before, like when he, I think it was right when he booked uh, Hellraiser 5, you know. Um, I think <laughs> straight I forget, the laser disc. I forget which Hellraiser he's in, but it's so he's great in it. Like he's acting his ass off and he just looks so young and so uh, earnest and it's the best. Uh, but, but yeah, we love Adam or I love Adam. But Palm Springs, unlike the movie, which doesn't really take place in Palm Springs, is this beautiful mix of very free gay and lesbian types intermingled with golf assholes are there lesbians in palm springs i didn't know that oh yeah okay the dinosaur golf tournaments oh that's right it's like there's nary a subaru in la when it's going on they're all there including Um, yours yeah mine just all of a sudden i go where's my subaru it drives dinosaur classic Yeah, yeah dinosaur classic is a golf tournament so there's like a it's it it's like trump country i mean i've seen MAGA hats like they're right wing people who love to golf and intermingled with gay bear bars and just like wild freaks. It's like a really it's California is a microcosm for the the country because they're they're these two coastal cities of L.A. and San Francisco. And then there's like this the, the flyover counties, you know. The Kern counties, the San Bernardino counties, like where but I would, I would, I wouldn't rec. Uh, I mean, Palm Springs isn't that. No, <laughs> but the farm counties are that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's Palm a different- Springs is its own animal. I mean, it, you have all that weirdness, right? 
And then it became this thing because uh, some stars like, you know, I think it was Cary Grant. And, uh, Liberace. Yeah, well, Liberace. But, but originally, like, you know, the Brat Pack went out there to get away from L.A. and to play golf. And then it became a thing. And so there's this upper sort of rich sort of feeling to it. But then there's this huge uh, gay community. But then the whole place, the whole place looks like a California mall. Doesn't it? It's it's like golf courses and malls. It's just like all like built in oh and, in the nineties and mid mid century modern uh, like um, furniture yeah. shops. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's one of the reasons I love it is the mid century modern um, houses. They're just amazing. Mm -hmm. It's really mm -hmm. beautiful architecture. It's a beautiful place, but it, yeah, it has John, no it's business like a, it's like being a, there. It really doesn't. Like there's it's nothing. a street. No, it's a desert. It's, just, it's a desert. Yeah. It has no well, they built a street in yeah. a desert and yeah. put a couple of, you know, coffee shops and furniture stores like there's nothing to do there. How many golf courses do you think are there? Enough All that it actually them. changed the climate. Like, you really? Know, yeah, because they, they're pumped so much water there. Like, you know, it just created all this humidity that had no business being there. It's I feel guilty when I when I go there, because like when you drink a glass mm -hmm. of water, that glass of water came from either like three miles under the earth or it came from, you know, I don't know, Fiji. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. It's just this, it's a sweet little quiet place where there's nothing to do. And, you know, once upon a time, you used to be able to rent a house there for no money before Airbnb fucked that city. And you could just go there and swim and relax and not do anything. And then I went there for a, a friend's birthday who happened to be gay. And I went out and man, they have a lot of fun at night there. Go on. I just, I went to a, a, cl a dance club that had dudes on little stages in go-go uh, in uh, G strings uh -huh. or whatever. Go-go boys. Go -go boys. And you could tip them. You could take a dollar and put it in there. They would open up their G string and let you put a dollar. In. And it was and then what happens to you. And then a phone number is exchanged or a QR code, and then you mm -hmm. meet uh, in the bathroom in about 15 minutes, and you snort some rush, and then uh, you fucking party down. What's rush? And party, yeah. What? Uh, could you give more details? Marty and I are really uh, curious. Rush is like a thing in the gay community that you inhale that relaxes your sphincter. Mm. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yes, you did. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it's not illegal. It's, it's, oh, it's, it's some nitrate. sort of... Yeah, same old yeah, it's poppers, poppers. Okay. Yeah, poppers. Yeah, yeah. Just the, in the that world, they call it rush. It's a fun. It's a fun town. If you ever come to LA, you should rent a car and drive out there, and you can see all the uh, the wind farms, which are mm. cool. And there's like a casino there. If you want to, Morongo, Morongo is yeah. there. Uh, maybe Oats is playing. You never know. You know, maybe. Uh, two thirds of the member of Thirty Eight Special are playing. You know, there's always billboards for like. Oh, right. Wilson, what, Sons, Phillips. What is the non-sister yeah. version of Heart up to these days? Oh, they're mm -hmm. playing at Morongo Casino. Yeah. Cool. Uh, you know, the guys from Heart. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Rhythm section of CCR. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, they, they, they have some real acts there. Sure, sure, sure. That yeah. your, your grandparents would love. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know war were a band and they're still around. Cool. Well, mm -hmm. Two of them are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you're on your way to play the Greek theater in the summer, which is always like Pat Benatar or not cheap this trick. Summer. 
And then, you know, as you're heading back out, you play Morongo because it's yep. east of L.A. You should go. It's it's fun. Uh, enjoy right. yourself. Have a, have a drink by the pool. Eh, what are you going to do? Uh, so and this, and this has been What to Do While Visiting Southern California. Yeah. Steve Kruger. When you run out of things to do in L.A. Steve, how many um, or and John, how many Emmy nomination nominations did you guys get? Oh, what today? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't check. Let me check. Oh, I only got 10. Usually my agent calls me, but because of this Writers Guild thing, I had to fire mine. So I, I don't know. How do you find out? Do you go to the Emmy office? Mm -hmm. Yeah, hold on. Oh, yeah, you got 12. Yeah, you got half as many as uh, Watchmen. Yeah, you got you got one for that thing you did, and, uh, and you also got an honorary one for the other thing. And uh, you got uh, nominated for best uh, facial hair on this podcast. Thank you. Do you guys Thank follow you. any of the the um, the the nominations? Emmys? Emmys? Yeah. No, no. Do you? Uh, I I'm just looking right now because you know uh, nothing else to do. Nothing else to do. I find yeah. that uh, the awards are really helpful when I'm trying to figure out a way to ask a question about somebody. You know, for the game show. Oh yeah, this Emmy award winning. <laughs> Actress was on Wings. You're like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <sighs> so was it, on I thought it was all guys on that. Oh, there's always on a lady wings? in a sitcom. Oh. Yeah, it was kind of like all. Oh, guys. they had that blonde girl on it. Woman. She won an Emmy. Oh, good for her. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. Well, yeah. were, I don't know. <laughs> those three guys are also really good. Uh, Stephen Weber. Was, Weber and yeah, who's the other guy? Um, Monk was one one of the guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, then yeah. the and, uh, and the skin. Uh, Tim Daly. Hayden Church. Oh, Thomas, Thomas Hayden Church, Church and Tim Daly, right? Wasn't he in Tim it? Daly, that's who I was yeah, thinking. Uh, Tim Daly was the one who wasn't quite as awesome a, as the other. That's a murderer's row of handsome. Sure. It actually really men. is. Like, like Monk is such a good actor. We'll never know his name. Um, <laughs> Tony Shalhoub. Yeah, no, we, we know, uh, John and I know a Lebanese actor, and he's, he would always go to auditions and say, I'm the second best Lebanese actor in Hollywood. Mm. Uh, <laughs> His name, his his uh, given name was uh, Jihad. He went in. He went in and got his uh, citizenship. And uh, it was after nine eleven. And the uh, the judge said, "Your name is Jihad." And he said, "Yes, sir." He said, "We're going to make you a citizen today." He said, "Yes, sir." He said, "Wow, this is a great country." And he said, "Yes, sir." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he is. He's uh, the story of the American dream. He's now a slum. I feel like Emmys made more sense when there was four networks. Yeah. And HBO would, you know, win them all with the Sopranos of the Wire. Yeah. But at peak TV, it's like. It's everything. Uh, uh, there's like 400 shows, maybe 700 yeah. shows, maybe. Like, how are you supposed to. Yeah. But I read, I read that Netflix had a. a a record 160, 160. but think about like when when netflix first started doing their own shows how much like people shat on them you know the, it, well did you ever see lilla hammer starring um that that wasn't their production that was amazon, amazon baby no 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 that was not netflix yeah it was, was netflix it? but there was an acquisition they didn't actually produce that i think isn't that yeah. true of everything that they do no no everything. no 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 um steve and i pitched that show remember we we talked about how terrible i was um but it's no. terrible no, it's, my, my only note to you marty was you were talking about korean soaps to set up the pitch because it was like an inspired by korean soaps and 
they were like asking you a question and you just offered like, oh, well, I'm not Korean. And I was like, what? But, why would you offer that up? Maybe they could think you're Korean and be afraid or. I, 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 I'm not good at like, you know, lying or holding no, up fantasies. No, or, no. You know, I'm, I'm just I'm. You're not good at pretending to be Korean. I'm not good at pretending. <laughs> Anyhow, my life as an actor. But didn't I say, <laughs> uh, like, uh, I think I covered your faux pas with, but I am. And they're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah, you did you're that. not great. You're very charming. Uh, Thank you. But like, like Netflix has like led with 160 nominations. And it's kind of incredible the the rise that they had. And, and I'm of of course everybody knows my wife works there but i mm. i do think it's incredible because like they basically changed the model right like you mm -hmm. know we went from even with the when cable came along that that changed it hbo it's not tv it's hbo but then they come in and just poured shitloads of money and it, it they got mocked for it like because it's like oh there's they're buying another special they're buying another they're paying ricky gervais 50 million dollars like it worked. I don't know if uh, if the the mocking is well. The thing is, is that they went into an enormous. They borrowed that money, and they got it from investors, and they just keep on spending it like it's uh, like they're making it, and they're they're not making as much money as they're spending. And uh, what I've learned uh, over the years is that's a problem. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Well, wait, wait, so, wait, slow down. I need to write this down. Yeah, so if, if I spend more, more than I than, than that's coming making, in, that's a yeah. bad thing. It's a bad thing. Does that have something to do with in the red and in the black? I've never understood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Well, okay. so okay. this is what I, I when I was about uh, twenty seven, I uh, got a, a, a I stopped working at uh, part time in restaurants and and doing and so, so I could save myself for theater. And I got a job in an actual office, and I made a lot more money. And all of a sudden, I could pay my bills, and I realized that all my money problems before <laughs> were just came from not making enough money. You didn't. You yeah, spent yeah. more money it's than crazy. you made. Right. It is. Yes, I, I totally found it's much easier to manage your money when you have a little. Yeah, and huh. yeah, I have to say that that is the worst part of being an actor is when you're not working and just not knowing. And like every audition becomes like a, a lottery ticket of like because you don't know, like you have no control. Like, I mean, you have minimal control over what you do. Like, you just do as best as you can. But they're looking for, like, you know, I went in for on Arrested Development for, like, the son of the, the Korean adoptee. And I'm like, I'm 35 years old. Like, what do you, why am I here? And then, but still, like, you you do it and you're like, you roll the dice. Wait, so then you pretended to be Korean, but in the room with those Netflix execs, you couldn't pretend? No, the point is, Steve, he couldn't pretend then. That's why he didn't get yeah, the yeah. job. Yeah, I didn't get the job. Oh, I, I'm so not this sure is if he systemic. Got, he he, it's he a systemic no, problem. Did I, did I pronounce that correctly? I can yes, only systemic. play... Systemic? I can only play one character, and it's just see, ex exactly I me. I see. I but, see. Uh, yeah. Like, okay, for the record, John, and, and um, he's not really listening right now, but okay. for the record, he's Netflix... D does have an operating uh, profit for the past uh, four years, basically. Uh, they've been, they still have a shitload of debt, but they are, uh, have an operating profit. Like in 2019, it was $2.6 billion. But yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're it's less, uh, it's a lot more, I, I guess, uh, a better business than me racking up credit card debt in my 20s, you know. 
Just barely, though. Yeah, just barely. Just barely. Yeah. I mean, even though they have billions more debt well, than I do. Look at it. Uh, Netflix and you both in, both ended up with your wife, so it's pretty much even. So I yeah, am bo- Netflix. Both of them are fucking your wife. I am Netflix. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. <laughs> I feel good. Not paying her. Enough. Oh my Come god. On. Yeah. I'm, um, he's got to schlep the, the out thing, all those crappy shows. But the thing, 160 uh, nominations is is astound, astounding because it's also there's 160. There's obviously more than 160 nominations to be given out. I was explaining to somebody if you have, if you've ever been to like <laughs> whoa, a whoa 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 wait wait show, wait wait a second what? There's more than I mean that's a lot of lot of nominations yeah, right? Yeah. I mean that's a it's no longer like best comedy best drama best TV movie best miniseries, best actor in a TV, best Outsta- act, you know. Outstanding reality slash competition series. Yeah, yeah. As outstanding m- musical comedy that happens to happen on a beach uh, near uh, right. uh, New York. I don't know which one won that one, but that's it. But, you know, the funny thing about uh, award shows is after going, we have this uh, award show here, a couple of them. I guess we only have one now for, for theater. No, there's two. Um, uh, LA Weekly Awards and the uh, what are they called? The other ones? Do we have the theater awards? Uh, yeah, the Tonys. Yeah. No, 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 the, no, no. There's one for LA. I don't remember uh, what it is. The anyway, LA Tonys. Yeah, the LA Tonys. So you, you la, go to the la, la Tony. You go to these uh, Ovation Awards. The Ovation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You go. You okay. go to these award shows, and uh, they're not televised, but they still rely on these nominations to get people to go. So the crowd is full of people who are nominated and friends of people who are nominated. And what you realize um, as, a, as a nominee or somebody who knows a nominee, that everybody is disappointed by the end. It's a process of everybody coming there being excited. And then 80% of, of all say, people are nominated. Are, 20% are happy. No, but, but nobody is all happy unless one show got all of the nominations. Because somebody's disappointed for no. somebody. So only Lynn Manuel Miranda is happy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so you look at that that the Emmys or the Oscars or any show, and you realize as the show's going on, people are, are less and less interested, but, less and less invested, and less happy. But just you know, so nobody's fooled. Like these are all just to put asses in seats. You know, it's not a, it's not like what the the awards. Yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, yeah. but it's nice to get an award. No, no, sure. But the point is to get to get people to see these plays and to see these theater companies and to, to yeah, see these promotional movies. tool. Yeah. 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 That's all it is. That's yeah. Why that's I, all it is. So why are we talking about it? It's stupid. It's no, so stupid. I mean, I get excited about the Oscars and stuff, but at the end of the day, like I don't like just so, like with a sporting event, I don't like lose sleep over any of it because it's just like, it's, I have no influence over it. Well, you it's know? dumber than a sporting event. It's bringing sports to art and art and art is, I mean, you can't like say that's good and that's less good. It's all very objective. And uh, sub- ice objective. skating, figure skating. Yeah. No, that's case. also, that's also kind of silly. Although you can give people criteria in even in ice skating or, or, God forbid, rhythmic gymnastics. Oof. Yeah, it's. Uh, we just lost half our uh, audience. Yeah. We had yeah. a big rhythmic gymnastics like following until just now. Go on. Sorry, guys. Well, like I've just, I'm a grown up now, but even oh. as a young man, I just never <laughs> liked the Oscars. <laughs> Go on. I, I, I'm trying to 
I'm trying to turn a new leaf. I'm trying to be positive and not horrible. And you guys are not making it easy. <laughs> We're poking the beast. All right. Okay. Don't poke the bear because the bear will come out. The bear is very close to coming out. Okay. Sorry, Steve. Have... Oh, What's Yiddish okay, so... for bear? A <laughs> cheshelam. Uh, uh, so, yeah. you, you know, like a movie comes out during a year or I guess this year it'll come out next year and be awarded. I don't know. They're going to be Oscars this year because no movies are coming no, out. They, they, for, for, forget they about now. I don't want to know about now. Now's okay. boring. Uh, and they give an award that year. And for, let's just pick on Best Picture because who knows actors if they're good or bad. That's so subjective. I do. And, uh, you know, like they gave this movie Crash Best Picture. No one has ever watched Crash since that year. <laughs> it was like it's a terrible movie. Sorry, Scientologist guy who wrote it. Uh, he's a nice ex, dude, actually. Ex-Scientologist Paul, guy. Paul Haggis. Hey, you never leave. And no, I, I feel like did. they should... He did. Like, he had Andrew's no, son like, in, on his lawn, like, basically stalking him. But go on. I, I just feel like they should give best pictures 10 years after the films come out to see if uh, they, like, they stand up, they stood up. Like, what I liked 10 years ago... Is is not what I like now. But that's like, like I, when, that's like having a a president be elected ten years after he served as president. Like it just doesn't no, work. That way. Oh, I love that. Well, yeah, I I don't know. Just like I, I think about all these movies that are like that was the best movie, and then you no, think it's like, a snapshot of of the times. And at that time, I forget what other movies what movie was favored, but Crash uh, was. They had a very uh, savvy marketing campaign. Where they so it's a snapshot of of marketing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a snapshot absolutely. of uh, Harvey Weinstein's power. Yeah, Oof. it really Miramax really they were very targeted in how they they uh, they marketed the that to Academy uh, viewers. You know, my sister's in the Academy, and she voted for Crash. It's just so weird. That's did like, she? It is like, no, oh, she didn't vote for Crash. Secret. No, of course not. It's just a bunch of old white dudes who voted for Crash. Oh. It's, yeah, yeah, I just I, I was at a party over Christmas and I was talking to Peter Farrelly. Farrelly, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Farrelly, he's a nice, he's a nice guy, but I, I, I mean, he just kept bringing up the Green Book, whatever it's called, and I, I yeah. watched two minutes of it and I went, oh God, this is like, watch on a plane and turn off and just stare at the dandruff on the person's head in front of you, like it was so bad, and he just kept talking about it, and and I was like. Oh yeah, that one. This man won Best Picture. This like cookie cutter by the numbers Hallmark yeah. movie. I mean, yeah. it's, it's awful. It's yeah. really bad. And it's like this is this is up there with other great movies. Like it's just silly. Like it's it's like we should. Eh, if you go fun. through the list, there most of them are like I would say half of them do not merit rewatching after the year that it won. You know. Yeah, I don't know. it's just like, uh, okay. Ordinary people won instead of Raging Bull. Uh, Raging that, Bull. That's a, that's a push. Yeah, um, actually. The, uh, the, uh, the, the most popular people... movie of nineteen of 2004 when Crash came out, guess what it is? I'll give you two guesses. Mm. It was directed by the son of the guy who directed Woman Under the Influence. Who knew that? Pedro Aldemodovar? No, Nick Cassavetes. Oh, Nick. Oh, right. I'm thinking of. And Gina Roman Rollins on the verge. Jenna. Jenna. Gl uh, Gloria. No, the Notebook. 
Oh, that was that year. Yeah, that makes and sense. then Mean Girls also. That's oh. see, that's a, that's a movie that that probably holds up better than uh, Trash, and it probably wasn't nominated because it's a comedy. But what was nominated that year? Well, uh, I I don't have that list, but I can tell you, I'm There's pretty no sure. No way we could find out. This million uh, dollar. Can you call baby. someone at the Academy? Million Dollar Baby was probably in there. Let me look if I can find the list. Uh, eh, eh. No, no, let him, let him, let him go. Right. No, you don't have to wait. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. No, 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 we'll wait. Fantastic podcast. No, 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 we'll wait, we'll wait. So let's hope uh, while we're while John is, is dialing into AOL. Was twenty eight hundred <laughs> As I listened to our episode last week, the last thirty minutes, I was just taken by how we talk over each other. We're so mean, and I don't really know anything about John or Cassandra other than John has a lot of keys and is very old, and Cassandra is broke and. What I wanted to do this week is you bring it up every time, up. though. You know, you bring I, well, it I know because like, I have, I don't, the I don't. The second you mention their name, you say John right, is right. old and has right. a lot of keys, and the millennial mm-hmm. has yes. a bad credit score, and she's. Can an I finish idiot. my point? Go on. So my point was this week I wanted to do short chats with each of you, like a one-on-one, and there were things that I wanted to learn about you, including you, Marty. I don't know that much about you, and everyone else would just shut up and not just make fun of each other as we do. But I can't help the, it, though. And then I, the fucking Cassandra doesn't show up, so fuck it. <laughs> fucking bitch. <laughs> oh my God. Or, or I can do it with Marty and John, and then I can ask Cassandra the questions I wanted to ask her about her her life and her fears and her dreams and then just wallow in the silence. This is like a, a very disturbing like cougar. I have switched antidepressants and they are very, no. Yeah, but you'll (laughs) never have an erection again. (laughs) Oh (laughs) yeah. Hey, by the way, now that the coups, Oh, sorry. I can't say her name. Uh, uh, you guys are all married and stuff, right? Mm. Yeah. A uh, friend of mine, gay, older gentleman, very sexually, uh, very deep sexual appetite, moved in with a boyfriend at the beginning of the lockdown, came up to me recently. He said, are you fucking? And I went, no. He's like, I'm not fucking either. And this guy, like, this guy fucks every day, all day, every relationship he's been in. He's like, I got to be able to fuck other people because I got to fuck. Even when you're asleep, I just take a fucking no does and go fuck other people and i was just wondering are you guys fucking no not yeah it's i i think it's one or the other and if you're under 20 yes and everyone else no okay maybe i felt weird because i'm like i just don't want to fuck like it's just like uh, we're all gonna die real soon i don't want to fuck time is precious i i've been uh i've been thinking that it was out of um, uh, well, I'm just going to assume that nobody I know is listening to this. <laughs> so my, my it's, it's safe. That is safe. <laughs> safe yeah. This is being pumped into prisons in uh, Western China. These are the, the, the Uyghurs have to listen to this. Yeah, this is this part is of like their torture. torture and and uh, yeah, like one of the things that one of the things that, that uh, happened last week where we taught we said nice things and, that, and bad things about each other. And, and Cassandra said about me, she said, "I wish you didn't talk about never having sex 
she felt really bad for me. And part of it is that, um, you know, it's it's a joke to have an old person who doesn't have sex. But part of it is the reality that when you're an old person, you don't have sex. Um, and uh, Shelly and I make out a lot, but you know, she's she's uh, she's gone 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 through uh, certain changes in life, and it's not as uh, Wait, it's not as much fun. And then we have this whole transitioned, like, huh? She's transitioned. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I'm not following this. I'm it's called menopause. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. The uh, sump pump ain't working anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, That's yeah. exactly, exactly correct. The basement it's, does not flood. It is a, uh, linoleum. It's, crink it's crinkly paper in certain areas where there didn't <laughs> used to be crinkly paper. Um, and it makes that noise. So uh, out of sort of, you know, uh, care and affection, I, I have, uh, you know, taken a backseat or whatever. I don't know what to say. But, but to your point, I have been like, yeah, that's fine with me. You know, so when you say, are you fucking? And I'm like, no, it's, but it's not just me. I mean, it's not just her, it's me. Yeah. I, I mean, I wasn't really fucking that much before, but it's like now I'm like, God, you're still here. Like I wake up yeah. and you're here and all day long. I mean, there's I, shit I, to do. Like, you know, like, like. The, <laughs> stuff what, oral? Get, what, do you, what do you mean? No, like, stuff doesn't stuff? get done by itself. Like you got to. Like all this, like that I'm showing that you're seeing in the zoo, <laughs> this doesn't happen naturally. Like you know, it takes time. Damn, uh, oh, that makes no sense. I mean, I don't want to be mean, but what you just said doesn't make any sense. I, I just let him; he'll tire himself yeah, out. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, 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 one, I'm running laps. <laughs> one Sunday, I went to my very first drive-in movie. Yeah, so, so you saw American Pickle, and I was going to say, Steve. where did you? What? C, yes. Yes. Yeah. You saw <laughs> just yes. Okay. Uh and uh C. So you saw American Pickle and I was gonna ask you where you saw it. Uh the Tribeca Film Festival had a outdoor drive in at the Rose Bowl parking lot in at Pasadena. Like, at like noon? One thirty in the afternoon. That is insane. Like like so everybody had their car running because it had they needed the AC. I did not organize the event. I simply wanted to go see a movie. Did and you have the car running so you could have the AC going? Yes. Okay, go on. So I wanted to go to the nighttime one, but they were all sold out because there's nothing to fucking do, and everyone bought tickets. So it was an LED projector, and there were two of them. I'm sorry, an LED screen, not a projector. So there were two back to back. So people were on both sides. So oh, they just packed cool. people in there. And th this is the the um, Seth Rogen film where he's he really stretches and does two roles. Seth Rogen plays a young Jew, and then a a young Jew, very old, old, a young Jew who stopped time for a hundred years in a barrel Pickle of pickles. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was I was going to say I've never been to a drive-in because they don't have them in Boston. They're they're oh not not around. Did you go to drive-in theaters, John? Yeah, I I loved going to drive-in theaters. We we had uh, a station wagon which had in the back like it was flat, but it had a trunk like sort of a lift-up thing. Like in the the fancier people had seats there that they would that would 
that would open up and you would sit in the seat and faces face in the back and then um but ours was empty and it was had rusted through and just like carbon monoxide is just going through there but we would hide in the in that compartment to go to drive-in theaters because they they charge you by the person so they look in the car and they say oh how many people are there and then we were we were hiding in the back and then we brought like lawn chairs and we just would just like set up lawn chairs and just watch just the shittiest horror films and it was like the it was the most exciting part of uh of life yeah when you're 13 it was like the greatest thing that a your older sister like invited you to do something adult you know a quote-unquote adult for she was 16 17 uh my two sisters and then you got to see rated r movies and it was the best I, i i watched like uh evil dead in uh like projected from 16 millimeter in or i guess they they bumped it up to 35 but but uh that at a drive-in i saw like pieces which is a shitty movie but but it's just like fun to be like the experience of being in a in lawn chairs watching a stupid movie yeah yeah i'm glad that uh, they might be coming back although every time i check the the drive-ins they have movies that i don't want to see there I mean, lately, I've been, I've been, I really love going to see movies. I really want to go to a drive-in, but the, the movies that they've been having at the drive-ins, there's like four around here, and they're all like, you know, an hour away. Yeah. But I, I just don't want to go. Last time, I saw, I saw Network. I was like eight. Jesus <laughs> Christ! I saw the Sting. I saw the Sting when I was seven in a drive-in. Yeah. Yeah. I fell asleep. Yeah, I didn't know what was going. So on. it was my first drive-in, and. Uh, it was incredibly well run. Like I, I'm sure it's not like your experience when you guys were young. It's it was one price for as many people as you can stuff into your car, so you, there's no one in the trunk. Oh, the clowns got got it good. And <laughs> since it's an LED screen, you could see it perfectly during the day. It was I could it was completely clear. Wow. And they and they pump the audio through a, an FM channel frequency yeah. not being used. So it's like booming in your car. Like well, I could hear it better I mean, than any movie I've ever good, been to. You have a very good yeah. stereo system. Eh, and you have, you have a good stereo system? No, you don't. No, just the standard one that comes with the car, but it was just, yeah. it was in my car, not booming in a big room. Mm-hmm. And, uh, okay. Back in the old day, days, you had like a little like box that you hooked on like the window. Like a tin speaker you hung yeah. on. Yeah, and it was always shitty. Yeah. Yeah, You're this scared. was like, it sounded fucking great yeah and if you wanted to order food you texted to something and they would text you when to pick like you could pick it up delightful and all the cars were spaced apart you weren't allowed to congregate you weren't allowed to sit out in the car and uh, i watched some annoying woman two cars in front of me she got out to get in something in her trunk and she didn't wear wasn't wearing a mask and the rule was you get out of your car you wear a mask and i watched a guy on a bike security guy on a bike roll up and go get back in the car and put a mask on and she did and it was like the best pre-show I've ever seen before a movie, like watching some Karen. She kind of argued no. with the guy for a second. Oh, did and she went, really? Oh, yeah. I mean, for like a second, but I she mean, didn't like, want to get kicked I out. I feel like, like we're really, uh, we have a very skewed view of the world or, or of the country because everybody in LA is pretty compliant. And like, I never see anybody like, I, I haven't yet seen anybody be defiant and, and uh, uh, like, I caught I caught one about to happen in Glendale, but it got it got squashed at a Vons. But anyway, my point was I've never been to a drive-in, and no, they're notorious 
for young people to go to and fuck around because you're somewhere. And I got to fucking not fuck my wife, but like fool around with her in the car while a movie's playing. I mean, it was broad daylight. Some douchebag with a neck tattoo and a Tesla was watching us next door. Like, did did whatever, she call but... you Seth? Yes. All right. Um, she wants his money. No, I mean, it's just, I was it, like, we're in a car, like making out. Like, when was the last time you made out with your wife in a car? It's awesome. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It was, what was it, the movie that you saw? You saw the pickle movie? American was, Pickle? That's what, that's what she keeps calling it. It's bad title. It's called American Pickle. It, it, it's about a, a, uh, an immigrant from, uh, where is he from? from? A made up country. Yeah, made up country, but he's a, like a, Orthodox Jew. Orthodox Jew uh, who falls in a pickle vat, and then it's like a, a Rip Van Winkle story, and then he he has to deal with his you know grand, great grandson who right. is dealing with some issues. It's right. not a, it wasn't amazing, but it was super fun. You know what? I laughed. Yeah. Nobody needs amazing right now. Nobody needs Tenet or whatever. Like just people need something to get through the day. Well, uh, I want to find out. I I. I... Is Tenet not coming out? Tenet? Uh, no, no. It's uh, I think it's scheduled for like September third in the U.S., but it's coming out a week early in Europe. So that oh. just means that every that like five percent of the U.S. will watch it the day after that. You know, and by five um, percent, I mean Steve. Yeah. Watch it with hard coded Korean subs that I get off of Pirate Bay. Yeah. Not that I know what's going on. So just just to just to put a pin in this and and actually maybe get back to it, uh, best picture for uh, the year that Crash Crash won in two thousand six, even though it came out in two thousand four. I don't know what why that was. That's why it was so hard to find. Brokeback Mountain is the only other movie that I I didn't even see Crash. Brokeback Mountain, Capote, Good Night and Good Luck, and Munich. Yeah. Um... Brokeback oh, I've seen Mountain. like a bunch of those. Brokeback Mountain is an awesome movie. It's a great. It movie. is pretty great. Yeah, yeah, I would say. Yeah, and I thought every... Munich was pretty darn good. I actually didn't see that. The Spielberg. I didn't either. But like everybody <clears throat> expected Brokeback Mountain to win and Crash won, and and then in the the post game like wrap up, everybody was pointing to the the marketing wiles of Harvey Weinstein. So. That that ain't around anymore. Now it's uh, Ted it, Cerados. Sorry. There aren't Cerados? that many. Uh, there aren't that many voters in in the Academy. I mean, it's uh, it's not like like a hundred thousand, right? It's like yeah. under ten thousand. Yeah, it's, it's not. A lot, that, it's not. It's a, a lot it's, more it's than like, the Golden Globes, which is like whatever eighty three. Yeah, Golden Globes is like forty. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's it's enough people so that when when. Uh, when an analysis analysts, I don't know how do you analyze analysts um, say that Oscar decided uh, that they were going to uh, reward this. It's not like people are one big block and they get together and talk. They just vote. You know, well, so it's not I, I think that's that, it's not, it's not going to be it's not a good way to judge anything. I think that like back in the day, like these movies always got a bump after the Oscars because then they would re-release the, the winner, yeah. Oscar winner, into the theaters. But now, a lot of the time, the Oscar winners already is already out on the web. I mean, just it doesn't, the model doesn't hold up anymore. And I think that's one of the reasons why people aren't interested, as interested, because it's not as hype-worthy, you know? Uh, eh. 
I think it's also the balkanization of culture. There's a lot more things to do and watch. And um, I mean, the blockbuster age has broken down the audiences so that not everybody goes and sees everything anymore. Uh, you know, it's, and it's also just it's dumb from the beginning too. You know. Yeah, but anyhow, I mean, it, it is really exciting, like the fact that a show like um, what's the Israeli show uh, that got a Bowda? No, um, uh, what's it called? Um, an Orthodox or an Unorthodox? You know that got. Oh, yeah. oh it was nominated. Like, yeah, yeah, and like huh. the the reaction video video of like the the main actress when she found out that she was nominated it's like the cutest thing and like one good thing about like the this new uh paradigm that we're in is that shows like unorthodox and dark in germany and like there there's so much uh acceptance of these other uh, like uh, forms of media that americans are just like traditionally like Ugh. So it's it's exciting. Were were there any uh, broadcast network shows nominated? None. Actually, there was yeah. zero zero nominated. Really? No, no. Of course there were. I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, I I mean that's that's possible. No, no. I mean the good place. NCIS Blackish, New Orleans. Uh, yeah. No. Um, uh, Blackish got a bunch. Um, oh yeah, that always gets something. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, all right. It's fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I think it's a great. I think it's a really smart show. Um, and then a bunch of cable shows got nominated, but like everything is out there, and and I think that's fine. I don't I don't really have a problem. It just doesn't have the same weight as it did when like you know I remember like gathering around the TV to watch these things. Steve, what were you gonna ask us then? Well, shouldn't I save it till till Cassandra's with us? All right, all right, fine, fine. Then go on yeah, with your like plan I, B. Like I made all these lists of questions that were go on, like, go on with your plan B then. Go on with my what now? Your plan B. Uh, you know when you who's the most overrated film director in cinema history um not kevin smith who has a new movie coming out called <laughs> kilroy is was here and yeah. the trailer is gory it's good it's uh premiered at uh comic comic con um and it looks very funny um so not him i would say uh john you go me the 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 most overrated director god i feel like uh i had an answer for that a second ago and then i uh, thought you were going to answer so i uh well my answer is the yeah, that's, that's behind me i think john cassavetes is like super important but nobody knows who john cassavetes is that's why he's overrated like grab a, a million people on the street and say what do you think of John Cassavetes? No one knows any of his movies. They're like unwatchable. And yet he's heralded as this like genius of independent cinema. I, I It's just like, it's like there's certain bands that I'm like, I do not like listening to them, but I'm glad they existed so that a better band ripped them off and then became blank, you know? And it's like, he inspired tons of people, but, like the movie Crash. When's the last time you sat down and you're like, let's watch uh, let's watch Shadows it. tonight? Shadows? Nobody, oh, no, no, nobody, no, nobody's no, ever said nobody's that. Nobody's ever no. said that. Except for John Cassavetes. Yeah. 
it's when, when you're going through some weird art phase in college and you're like, I'm watching Cass, all of Cassavetti's movies and you're trying to impress some smart girl and she comes over and you guys drink a couple of lattes and watch one of the hardest movies to watch of all time. A couple of nice. lattes. Uh, um, Did I pronounce that incorrectly? No, no. I, I just, I, it's not something that I would do a couple of because that means you, you either have to make it at home or you brought two home for yourself. Oh, Gandolfini's back. So I would like here. What what is your favorite Scorsese film? Martin Scorsese, Marty Scorsese film. King of King of Comedy. Uh, Excellent, excellent choice, John. Uh, I the first thing that comes to mind is After Hours. Uh, After Hours is probably excellent choice. My favorite. Catherine O'Hara, uh, Terry Garr. It's just, it's great. If you haven't seen it, uh, you've got uh, Cheech Marin. It, it's also incredibly well directed. It's tight. It's a, it's, it's like, and and, and he, uh, he, he uses a huge amount of uh, imagination. Um, it's interesting because like, he's trying, he's trying to make a wild comedy. He doesn't really have the constitution to make it super funny. But it's, it's not, yeah, it's not really funny. I think it is funny though. But so it's it's funny, but it's not as so he not, made that. Yeah, he made that movie after King of Comedy, and uh, which is also a great movie, but also a batshit crazy movie. And I think that uh, he, I think I I think, and and I'm uh, forgive me if I'm speaking out of school, but he was doing a lot of cocaine at that time, and like his. <laughs> He, uh, after oh, hours he's was doing his, all the cocaine. His was his refocus to to be like a, a do a tight, compact, simple movie, and it is so well done. That said, I would say that like Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, like like his bigger movies, I'm not as interested in. I don't think I think that they're less. Uh, compelling from a narrative standpoint, from a, a funny a comedy standpoint. Um, so I think that in that sense, he's overrated, but I think he's incredibly talented, but I just don't love his movies uh, the way that I love those two movies. Actually, those both of those movies specifically. Um, well, if we're going to talk about directors who I, I think, I think Quentin Tarantino <gasps> is a really interesting That's director. So I don't overrated. like his movies. Is so overrated. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Well, I don't know if he's overrated or not. I don't think he's great. I think his movies are bloated. I think he's hyper violent in a way that's not necessary. Um, but as a director, he is expressing what's important to him, and he's doing a really fucking good job of it. And they're interesting visually. Eh, so you know, I, I'll say I'll just say he's overrated because yeah. he's not that great. I mean. He also he also gets everybody everybody will, is willing to be in his movies, which gives him, um, you know. And uh, somebody said, I think it might have been well, I'm not going to say who it was, but said that um, talking to him, being directed by him is a joy because he's completely present. He's there for you as an actor, and it's he's really 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 there in a complete way. But talking to him is the exact opposite because he, he'll just talk at you for like an hour and a half. So when he's on the set, he's like a different human being than he is in person, which is, uh, you know. Yeah, I think that's why 
everyone wants to work with him because he is a good actor's director and yeah. he gets good performances. I've never seen a movie where I'm like, what the fuck? This yeah. did this actor even show up? Like he he gets amazing performances out of people. Leonardo DiCaprio is always good when he's in his movies. Mm-hmm. Brad Pitt has never been better, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But his movies are like he's like a uh, like a big rock producer who just does like one sound, one, you know, like Ted Templeton, big drums, Van Halen, yeah. early records. Like, okay, but sometimes I want jazz or sometimes I want dance music or I want, you know, rap. And he's like, big drums, big loud, whatever. Right. Give David Lee Roth the uh, slide whistle and let him do some spoken word. Like he just yeah. does the same. Every movie is exactly the same. It's like right. slow build, long scenes, some crazy violent turn. And I'm like, uh, yeah, okay, do a heist movie. Well, it sort of does, but there's no heist. It's all afterward. Like, okay, we'll do an action movie. Well, uh, we're going to Germany. We're a bunch of Jews. are going to kill Nazis, but we're not going to see any of the action. It's going to be a bunch of sit, like a sit down, you know, like Baroque theater scenes. And I'm like, uh, d- uh, yeah. show me some, show me another trick. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. look, uh, yeah. Overrated. Yeah. Maybe yeah, no, I mean I, John Kess, John Kevin is an easy one because everyone's like, who is that? Why does why do people love him so much? But I, I would definitely go down the route of of Scorsese because I think I think he's a great yeah, director he's, though. I, but he's over. I, I, the question wasn't who's a bad director that right, right, works or right. like okay yeah those two movies are good but uh, right I mean have, have like you if, sat through if his early Bull, stuff recently? If I'm flipping through channels. At a hotel because I would never do that at home because, <laughs> but because um, you have Netflix, right? And Raging Bull comes up. I'm not going to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to watch, you know, mm. Joe Pesci. Like, oh, that's totally true. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. You're not going to watch Raging Bull. No, no. Might watch Transformers. Yeah, I'm not telling. Oh my god, of course. Yeah, <laughs> which is like, which is terrible. You know, it's so funny. Like, yeah. So Michael Bay is yeah. the most underrated director. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I'm actually kind of serious. We like, love you, Michael Bay. He I, makes I don't, I don't terrible, like... terrible movies, but yeah. he knows. Like he's well, a really, They're spectacular. They really I are. Don't, I he... think that there are better action movies that movie directors than him. You true, know? true, true, yeah. true. Oh, yeah, I, I, I can't stand it when during a Michael Bay movie when I have no idea where I am or where anybody is. That's every Michael Bay movie. I know. It's yeah. it's it's just this constant, and it's like. Is this good action or am I just completely confused? Like, you know, what I was going to say for underrated was Michael Curtis or Curtis or whatever his name oh, is. Oh, yeah, yeah. He directed uh, Casablanca yeah. and oh, Adventures yeah. of Robin Hood and Holiday Inn and, uh, and a bunch of other. I mean, he he's uh, considered a non-auteur because he could do everything well. Right, right, right. And having watched Casablanca over and over again for this class, that movie is fucking that great. Is, that is probably my favorite movie of. It's like it's a perfect Astonishingly movie. Astonishingly good. Yeah. And I watch. It's not like I I don't watch old movies. But like this, you know. But then you got like Howard. Up. But you got Howard Hawks, who's similar in that you know multi-genre from The Thing to His Girl Friday, and you've got uh, Billy Wilder who did uh, a yeah. bunch of stuff. And then, but then you've got Justin Sturgis. There's a lot of great right. ones back then. But, but then you get people like um, Edgar Wright. Like, I can watch any of his movies. Like, if it comes up, I will watch it from the middle and, you know, watch 20 minutes and I go go do something else. Because 
everything is compelling and it's multi-genre yeah. and like he's just a great filmmaker great storyteller uh and a great visual artist uh, just well, like that's all. a perfect example of who is actually the most overrated director is judd apatow <gasps> how dare you okay was I he an executive producer on the <laughs> <laughs> okay overrated outline writer and producer okay. yeah he's a producer all right just put some cameras oh, over the the thing and uh, all right, in this, this guy, scene, I'm, I'm, this guy I'm working with, scene, and that's all we're gonna give you. Go. This guy I'm working with on a idea. He's a Saturday Night Live writer, and he's a stand-up, and he knows Apatow. And we were working on a show together, and he's like, Apatow called me, and I'm gonna be in This Is Forty. And I was like, What are you? You know, he's in a scene where Megan Fox goes to a, a store and picks out something. And I was like, Cool. Like, what are you working Tuesday? He's like, No, I'm working for a week. Like, I won't be in the show. That I'm, that I'm working on you with. And I'm like, a week for for what? And he's like, oh, well, he likes to shoot. And he just shoots and shoots and shoots because he doesn't know what he wants. Right. And, shoots and, shoots. and then when I saw the movie, he has like two lines that yeah. took right. five days. Tweet in who you film. think that is. No, don't, don't tell us. To, uh, I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm not, no, I don't, Tweet I don't, in I don't who know you where the body's is. buried. Yeah. Um, and it, it's like, is that directing or is that just like fishing? You well, know, like I mean, at a certain I think, point, right? There, there's a, <laughs> no, no. But at the same time, that formula, the the Adam McKay, you know, uh, Will Ferrell, like that formula works to some degree, but it, it it's limited. And then when you see something that is so deliberate, when you when you see like Edgar these, Wright, yeah, Edgar Wright, where it's like everything was scripted and you know and thought out. When you see you know Bong Joon uh, Ho, like. When you see Parasite and you and you see that that like it is so fantastic and and yeah yeah it, it's not it's in, and it's not just scripted it's all storyboard right right by you know the director but, but with very, I, very specific ideas in mind but then you get it's, like it's great Cassavetes was very improvisational so I appreciate that too but it, there has to be intention behind it and like you know well I think I'm, I'm, I'm not saying like John Cassavetes a bad director or we shouldn't watch his movies. He's important because he existed and he decided, Hey, I'm going to play in this weird time signature. And, yeah. you know, there was some band before rush that did that nonsense. And then rush said, eh, let's make it a little different. Emerson, Lake and Palmer. I think is what you're Emerson, yes. Alan Parsons project. Yeah. You know, ALP. and uh, King so Crimson. everyone builds. On, <laughs> I love on, King Crimson. Don't get me started about King Crimson. No, I love yeah. I need a song in five two. You know that's that's fun. Well, yeah. Listen to listen to Tool. All right. Speaking of music, uh, who's the most overrated band? The most overrated band. Well, we yeah. talked about this a long, long time ago. I, I don't really, listen to the show. I really well. It was like one of my first shows. I remember that you, uh, your answer. And your name is. Your answer is going to be the Beatles, right? I wrote down the National because I just do not get that. National, yeah, I don't yeah. get it either. I don't even know what that is. Oh, it's okay, just John. a guy with a really deep voice, and people, my niece, they love, love this band, love the National. They're like a a Pitchfork indie darling kind of band. I think they're from Chicago. Nobody knows no. what Pitchfork is anymore. No one. All right, 
John Pitchfork is a website. Right, no, no, John, don't a website. John. No, no, you're explaining of... it like it's something relevant. It's not relevant anymore, and it's. I still read Pitchfork. Well, you're not relevant then. No, I don't so, think the uh, Beatles are overrated. They they wrote amazing songs. I don't personally like the Beatles. I don't like their song, the, their sound. But when I hear someone cover a Beatles song, I'm like, that's great songwriting. There's this band called John's now listening to the National for the first time. We should be shooting a reaction video. Know, like, old, old man I'm hears trying, the National. Yeah, old man hears the National for the first time. And like, and he's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who I like? Graham Parsons. He oh. had Moxie. Um, I don't even know Graham Parsons. I just know that's an older uh, country a, dude yeah and the national no, is a sort of americana uh, type of uh, like wilco for people who would have really, a, yeah. a tattoo i, that, I think that's wilco oh yeah <laughs> no, no, I, mean, I, I, just, I, I just don't I, like i want to understand it people okay write i have about to them. say that this summer has been really good for music i think that 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 taylor Huzzah. swift taylor swift just released a new album and it's like her sort of indie album it's not super poppy even though there are some poppy elements to it uh she has a song with like the guy the bony vera dude uh justin whatever his name is vernon uh, vernon yeah. and uh haim has a great album out and Chaim. okay and uh it's just it, it, it's annoying when you get corrected when you mispronounce words, no no I, I i accept it i embrace it did I do that right? <laughs> but the question is the most overrated. I, I know this. I know, but I'm music. just saying that there's. I'm trying to be positive. I'm trying to embrace the positive Steve that like came onto this podcast, and you know he's left. I got annoyed. Oh my god, he's really annoying, <laughs> right? A, right? Got, oh my I god! About an hour. I yeah, got yeah. about an hour in me. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's the just bile builds. It's up. just too easy to to point out like you know shitty bands, you know. I but I don't think the National is shitty. Like I listened to them, and they they uh, curated a, an album of Grateful Dead covers, and they covered okay, Terrapin that... Station, and sing it what? for us. I'm sorry. Sing that for us. Terrapin Station. Please. It's like a 20 minute song. Yeah. You really well, want me to do, do, yeah do, do the solo. Do do Jerry's big <laughs> solo. <laughs> oh, that's the one from Red Rocks. <laughs> yeah. Red, uh, I believe, I believe that's uh, Mary Weather Post 1985. Second set. Right after that Scarlet Touch Sweet, Fire. sweet, sweet. Sweet Jerry. Do you think like like before they go on, they're like, Jerry, what are we gonna play? How about this song? <laughs> okay. And they cool. just is, they, is, they just him up yeah. and they like didn't hook up anything to his guitar and he's just what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little tiny mic by his mouth he's going. <laughs> Man, his command of the wah pedal is incredible. Um, I believe that's an envelope filter. You oh, fucking... sorry, sorry. I'm a philistine. Simpleton, simpleton. And what are you two drummers going to do? We're just going to be in different time signatures, noodling away. I'm totally tripping, so you know. What about you, bass player? I'm just going to hit every note, every second of every moment. Great, and I'm just going to do. You, you got a Grateful Dead set. I was I made some I made some Grateful Dead. I'm not I don't really like the Grateful Dead at all. I don't understand Understood. the appeal at all. And so I wrote a bunch of questions for my uh, my manager for the you know it game um, 
about the Grateful Dead, so I had to, to look into them. And then when I really got to dig into their music, I really, really didn't like it at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the like, funny thing is, is that they, they, they talk about, oh, the band is really, they all like uh, listen to each other and they, they get together and every single photo or video of them playing they don't look at each other at all. They're no, all they, looking they, down at yeah. their penises and their drums and just going. <laughs> but like, I, I really don't. And so I, I don't know. Are they relevant? Like, do people not know who the Grateful Dead is? What do you mean? Are they relevant? There's, they're, they're still, there's, you know, there's like hundreds of uh, Grateful Dead tribute bands all over the country. And there's, like hundreds of, of like little uh, concerts where these like three or four of these Grateful Dead wannabe bands will get together and all these old people will show up and dance around in a way that makes you want to, you know, call an ambulance. It's really, it's weird. I mean, yeah. and, and I, I just don't understand it because I just don't, I mean, I, don't, I know music and I don't think there's anything good about it. I just don't. I think it's 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 not interesting. It's yeah. not but interesting in any way. Bruce Hornsby playing, you know. It's just poppy noodling. And, yeah, yeah. And, I, I'm and, not trying to convert you into the dead. I was saying that the national No, no, no. I, I think was but this is actually really interesting because like I have is friends it? who have like hundreds of bootlegs of the dead and they know every single one of them and they'll be like oh this is yeah. perfect for this mood this is perfect for this mood right scott weisman it, it, you know it all sounds exactly the same yeah yeah and no when he when he's at red rocks he's playing this lick <laughs> and when he's at hershey park 85 first set he's playing this lick <laughs> and it makes uh, it for makes 35 minutes fish even more beguiling you know fish the fish, the fish, the, the fish. The fish, I think it's called. Yeah. Okay. So should I start singing Terrapin Station now? It's a okay, long. Yeah. No, no, go song. for it. Go for it. That is actually how it begins. <laughs> no, go. Don't. Don't. I, 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 we're going to get dinged with the uh, ass caps. Going to oh, send us enough, a bill. Fair enough, fair enough. But the national covers it, and it was amazing. It was like they did a great job. But I'm just, I'm kind of like. Eh. Well, that's the thing is like they like people can be great musicians and you can look on YouTube. You can look anywhere. They're great musicians. And then there are people who just like rise above for whatever reason. I don't know why I listening to the new Taylor Swift album, but I think it's really good. I don't know. Right. I, I got to I got to I'm, I'm a Taylor Swift fan. I got to say something Please. in this conversation. I'm sorry, because you're actually, you're an actual you you. You and John, I mean, you and Steve both are actual musicians. So I'm, I'm just speaking out of. Uh, well, no, let me let me no, let me. I just have to throw this out because it's going to be really controversial. I don't understand the appeal of Kanye West. Okay, I know. I can know you that, cut his mic, please? Can you cut his mic? Yeah, yeah, it's cut. It's cut. Oh, but his. Last and here's the thing: I don't think I don't like his music because it's not funky enough. It's very bombastic. It's it's very anthemic, and that that has an appeal for a lot of people. Ah, interesting. Anthemic. Have you listened to Watch the Throne? What he did with uh, Jay Z? No. I mean, should it, I do you, that? You better listen. Like, if yeah. you want to, if you want to try and understand, it's like, kind it's, of you like, like Jay Z, right? 
yeah, yeah, I do. It's the hip hop version of of uh, Bon Jovi, you know. Oh, okay. All right. I I, I got gotcha. you. I didn't right. realize that. Oh, thank God. Well, I, okay, I was, moving on. Why Italian guys from New Jersey? <laughs> I didn't realize I was listening yeah, to that. Music experts here on the Smodco Internet Radio Network, mm, filling your ear holes with nonsense. Um, I just uh, I watched uh, uh, ten seconds of the National, and I completely agree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Right, like I just, people, uh, you know, people love them. People love Spoon. People love like you know um, uh, the Jicks. Wilco. Oh, Wilco. I, I, I fits in the tantrums. Yeah. Oh, I like them. Um, I don't really know them. I just know the name, and I'm like, I just I'm I'm not interested based on the name. <laughs> I think that's totally fair. <laughs> like you, you lost me at and the, I'm done. <laughs> by the way, apropos of something, I listened to this podcast called Broken Record that sometimes is hosted by Malcolm Gladwell, sometimes is hosted by Rick Rubin. It's and great. It was it was uh, a friend told me to listen to the Huey Lewis one, and I'm like, I don't like Huey Lewis. Although during lockdown, I listened to an '80s album almost every morning in the beginning, from front to back, and I listened to Sports, his great. 80s all hits and i was like this is like all like there's no oh, filler on this so the, all, that racist it's uh, just, oh sport is great but he yeah yeah go on go on sorry well i just i uh do not like huey lewis i don't i don't and the is where i draw the line i don't listen to any bands and the no tom petty and the i'm just maybe joan jett i'll listen to joan jett and the heartbreakers and black don't, what the black hearts oh, with the black hearts. Right. I mixed those two up. Sorry. Yeah. And you don't uh, listen to Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers? Nope. I do not like him. Okay. When I moved back to LA, I was staying in the Hollywood Hills and he did three nights at the Hollywood Bowl and I knew his set moment to moment and I prayed for his death. I was like, die. I don't want to hear fucking oh. free falling ever again. I could Here we go. And again and we then get then he died. Yep. Uh, you're, uh, you are an American. Ruth, you are an American. Will die this week. Oh Jesus! Stop it. So, and uh, what's his name? Uh, the, no, the, no, 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 no. The guy on the guy he's, on Twitter uh, who's always senior smoke is gonna. Uh, he's going to. Um, he already did. He won the fucking lottery. He, he's gonna inherit some money this month. Anyway. Um, oh, don't forget about us, senior smoke. Uh, Huey Lewis. Yeah, fantastic storyteller. Yeah, fascinating guy. Oh, yeah. Seems yeah. like a nice. He's dude. from the Bay Area, you know where from I'm from. The Bay Area. Yeah, cool. I, he just yeah. looks like an idiot to me from like the outside. Like, oh, it's this uncool rock yeah. guy who delightful podcast just lured me in I for an think, hour. I think ride. he's a really interesting guy. Um, More interesting than his music. Uh, yeah, and, which I find to be just jejun. And you know, did the, they pronounce that correctly? We'll work on that later. Uh, we'll stay stay tuned for the post show uh, breakdown. Wrap up. Wrap up. Uh, but uh, you know the news uh, of Huey Lewis and the um, they played on um, Elvis Costello's what? Uh, yeah, like, it was Gr Graham, Miami, Graham. Miami. My aim is true. They played on. Oh Miami. really? Yeah. He toured with uh, was it Graham Parsons? Is that the guy from that era? Yeah. 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 Graham Parsons. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was like an. I I just assumed he was just like a pop, you know. Made well, that's in some the thing. Is like somewhere. actually, my uh, my wife and I were talking about like all the like most of these musicians are actually gr really good musicians. Like they know music, and like 
like uh, when you think about like, like like Taylor Swift is like incredibly like she is as capable a musician as anybody else. And she just has a really pop sensibility. Whereas, yeah, uh, I, yeah. I mean, there's some smokers, which what Jane smokers. Okay. Jane well, smokers. Maybe not okay. all of them, but, but like, you know, I think she has a really good, uh, music, musicality to her. Like she, she understands music and I don't think that, that people necessarily appreciate that, but, Maybe because she's wrapped up in this like veneer of a pop star and right. it's her image. Yeah, I she's mean, like, she's a musician, she writes her own songs and yeah. she writes good songs for the most part. Yeah, I mean, I like her songs, so yeah, I have nothing. Uh, she just something about her, she just doesn't excite me. Like, she just seems a little fake, but eh, whatever. What, what um, am I gonna do? There's a uh, so uh, you guys who know who Hershey Felder is. No. Have you ever heard of him? I never heard of him before. He, he does. He did a one man show um, that was uh, over on the internet um, uh, about uh, Beethoven, um, and he plays the piano beautifully. And uh, it, it's basically a one man show about Beethoven. And talking about musicianship, it was just amazing to sort of watch him. First of all, play all of that music. Um, not only just sort of the piano concertos, but also um, some of the more complicated pieces. But he was just playing the piano while he was acting and going from one character to another. So it was a bravura, if I can pronounce that correctly, uh, performance. But it what really impressed me was thinking about what you just said about the musicianship and how Beethoven, you know, you talk about like musicianship, it's just insane. It's like, okay, here's the melody. And now, you know what? That's fine. And that's an incredible melody. Now I'm going to put in a counter melody. And then I'm going to have another counter melody that's going in the, the cellos. That's going to transfer into the woodwinds. And then it's going to all move around. It's just like insanely complicated. And it makes you think like, if you're making a pop song, you're going to use three chords. And then when you really want to go crazy, you're going to use another one, you know, for the bridge, a fourth chord for the bridge. You know, and you're gonna have like maybe two melodies, and it just seems like you know, it's just kind of crazy. That's one yeah, of the, I, I, because like I, I studied music when I was a kid and it was all classic. Like I played in orchestras yeah. and took the clarinet, nerd. and so I and music theory, and so I Shut understand. Up, nerd. Excuse me. Go on. He just called you a nerd. He's just broke the rule okay. about being nice. All right. Well, that's you know. No, there was no rule about being nice. I uh, had one. Yeah, but that's on you, not on me. Okay. And like when you start to like learn music theory and write classical music, because that's how they teach you. Ooh. At least they taught me. I was like, oh my god, it's like doing. It's like computer coding. You got to yeah. know all these rules. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you know yeah. you got to break there's, certain there's rules a science because to the, it, and, right? And then there's tension. And then I picked up the guitar at high school, and I was like, oh, this is great because I can. I can. Two seconds later, I wrote a song. Yeah. Right. For those in, of you in a weird way, like know. it's almost like, how many how many girls did you did you pick up uh, right. when you're playing the clarinet? So much pussy, so much <laughs> B flat clarinet. Uh, no. Steve and I love the way John you, are both Jew fish lips kind of talented over the end thing, and it makes your hook oh, nose sexy. a little even hookier, and you go you play smoke on the water on that clarinet. <laughs> well, now we but know in, how a, in a weird way, like to write a pop song, it's harder because you don't. You can't do what 
uh, like Bach did. Like you can't have these bombast, bombastic, huge emotional swells. You have me like a couple minutes. Uh, and you you have should a listen to Tay Tay's new album and you'll know about. Uh, all right. I'll listen to it. I'm very busy still listening to little Uzi Vert. He's the best. Um, John, you should listen to this guy. He's great. <laughs> little Uzi Vert. Yes. You'll yeah. like him. I've heard of him. Very infectious. Okay. Hey. All right. Let's let, let's wrap this most no, no, uh, Steve, overrated. Steve, I, I need. Oh, go go on, go on. Sorry, continue. When what do you need to interrupt for? No, go ahead. Continue. No, no, please. Uh, you 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 ground the show to a halt. Let's. What, what's it all about? Hello. I have a goiter. Now you're pronouncing. <laughs> you're pronouncing that wrong. I'm sorry. Goiter. Okay. <laughs> This was just for Marty, since John doesn't know anything about food because he goes to fucking 7-Eleven for coffee. What's the most overrated food? Jesus Christ. Like coffee matters. 7-Eleven coffee. 7-Eleven coffee. Really? That's like what you a, came up with? It's a hate crime. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm, I know that we're supposed to be nice, but really, that, that's what you came up with, overrated food. You, you Like you just said, like you just like looked at your wall and you're like, I'm going to attach overrated to everything. And that's going to be my question for my. So that's your, that's your answer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Just like your lack of creativity. <laughs> like that's so the it. creative stuff's coming in the, in the third hour. Don't okay, worry. Yeah. About what's it. your you most gotta... overrated beer? Like you're like Trump. Who's just like, Oh shit. You know, you know the next one. Fuck yeah, it yeah. You look, you're like, Trump, who just looks around him and just like, um, a person, a woman, man, camera, TV. Like I've got an amazing memory. Like that's, that's what you're doing. I no, I just, I was curious. Cause yeah, you like, food I just a lot looked of... around uh, and it's like, like, uh, what's the most overrated movie poster and microphone and computer screen. Go on. <sighs> So that's your answer. Go on. Said that, when you say I, go on, it's, I said it like <laughs> seven thousand times, and I'm very go mad on. about that. I'm very mad about that, and I apologize. It's <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's fine. I think it's pasta. I think pasta is overrated. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it's just Steve made it very clear early on that he doesn't like pasta because he considers it poor people food because that's all he could eat when he didn't have a lot of money. Well. You and know, I, I, and I, I, I totally get that. I totally get that. Like that, that makes a lot of sense. The food that I always, I think is always uh, disappointing. And I, I, I have it once a year and go, oh yeah, this sucks. It donuts. I hate really, donuts. but yeah, the concept, donuts. the concept is very sexy though. Exactly. Right? And if you have a hot donut that just came out of the I oven, like a, a hot donut. Crispy crunch, <laughs> mean. Wait, is a hot donut a gay thing? Is that is that yeah. why you're laughing? Is that when you uh, heat a guy's ass up in the microwave and fuck him? That's a hot jelly donut, right? That's when you've been tanning your ass all day in oh, Palm Springs. Clearly, Cassandra's not on the podcast. A, it's a oh, hot this Boston is, uh, cream like, pie donut, you know right? Good for you if you stayed it this long. And... <laughs> uh, yeah. You see, Marty, I got a fucking gem out of John. I know. Why, why are you going to shit on me? Anyway, baseball is back. What's what's the most overrated baseball? <laughs> All of it. It's fucking baseball's awful. I'm sorry. I know you guys are baseball fans. I'm not a baseball fan. How, how dare you? Uh, I watched the Dodgers uh, the first game back since the uh, shutdown, and it was not good. Right. Not good in the sense that baseball's not fun to watch, or not good because it was a bad game, or both. 
the first one more. I mean, baseball is already kind of boring, but um, to watch it alone in your home uh, with a bunch of cutouts of people mm-hmm. and then sort of canned sound that and they sometimes then got to talk about it later in a podcast. <laughs> oh, he's he's poking the bear. He's trying. <laughs> you won't get me to break. Steve, what is like your most? Broke. Steve, you must have had a, a, a like an answer. Like, is it just pasta? Is that the most overrated food? Is that? The, is I think it? so. Yeah. All right. Uh, do, do you want to go? I sent some mail sack stuff to you, Steve. If you want to, so I came up with some ideas how to spice up baseball. Uh, I'm gonna oh, play. Yeah? Right, hold, on, hold on. Hold on. Does it involve blood? Hold on. Well, Bef- before you finish that thought, let me let me just play this. <laughs> what? Um, what is he doing? Why is he hijacking the show? What? I don't know. You know he what? I'm, yeah, I'm loaded. We're going to dip into the mail lesson. sack. Mail sack, mail sack. I want to get my hands on that. Check mail your sack. email, Steve. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was great. Just trying to keep it on brand. Uh, do you want to check your email, Steve? Yeah, I'm looking right at it. So I'll we'll put a pin in my baseball bit because it goes for like 30 minutes. I mean, so we'll come back to it, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Michael Binhock writes to Dan Etheridge. <laughs> I, like, I've that seeing those two words together is so strange. Um, I guess that's what he has in his contacts for noonerpodcast at gmail.com. And by the way, if you want to write us, and get written, get read on the air with my golden throated throat voice. Email us at noonerpodcast at gmail.com. Michael Binhack writes, Binhack. Hey, Murps. Okay, here are some photos of my latte art. And then he's attached photos of really good latte art. Is, is that still a thing? I guess it is. Wow, he did a good job. It's not great for... Uh, uh, not really great for a uh, podcast, but thanks for writing. In. That's great. We'll, we'll put them on the, uh, the Tumblr. Neither, am I still, neither. am I still on the air? Is this Mar- still on? Mar- wow. yeah, I just to <laughs> this is the best. Oh, <laughs> uh, next week I'm going to be back to being mean. Um, <laughs> a fascination street podcast wrote us. Yeah. The, sub- oh, good. the subject being Sacktown, And I believe that's still, Stephen, Sir Stephen Owens of the San Antonio. He says, hello, kids. Last week, you were talking about JNCO and jorts. Mm -hmm. A few years ago, JNCO was partnering with Kevin Smith to release a line of jorts and tees with his image on them. He wore a pair of those jorts to a Hollywood Babylon live show and talked about them. I immediately reached out to JNCO about them and they said Kevin wasn't supposed to say anything because the details weren't finalized. Someone's not a fan of apostrophes. They went on to tell me that the Smith line wasn't ready for sale and not even in production yet. Two months later, JNCO filed for bankruptcy and shuttered their doors. Two months after that, a JNCO employee rid head out to me and asked if I wanted to purchase the never released Kevin Smith JNCO jorts and tees. I bought two pair of jorts and two tees. As far as I know, these are among the only ones ever made. A year and a half or so after that, JNCO is back in business and the Kevin Smith line 
has never been mentioned again. But I still have the items I bought. Never worn. Sincerely, Steve Owens. Mint condition. Original packaging. Wow. 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 Uh, uh, Tyler Sanner. Tyson Sanner. Tyler. I, I want to call him Tyler every time. I don't know why. Tyson Sainer. Ty, Tyson Sainer. Are Subject. you pronouncing Since that correctly? I do not pronounce words. Words no, pronounce me. No, I'm the correct Subject. Here. Since last week. Greetings, my beloved Murps. Hi, my Tyson. Son... Hello, Tyson. Or Tyler. My son, Jareth, is now a year and a half old. No, it's old pronounced a... Jerry. Go on. My son... <laughs> no, oh man they're going into fire man it's a t it's a fire touch scarlet tyson's son is jareth my son jareth what did i say no you said jareth like i was just being a dick oh my god <laughs> I, you really should work from home oh you do great i uh yeah, I, saw pretty... I really should never make meet people in person oh i don't yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone married you, like in public, like oh I know, openly, I know, like it's crazy, secret. it's crazy. But then, like, wow. it's like I'm the one, you know. It's like this codependency. Like, she's, I made her heroin addict, and I have all yeah. the heroin. So there you go, <laughs> works out. Codependent, healthy codependency. I saw, I saw a pretty good film a couple of days ago, Radioactive, which is an Amazon original and stars Rosamund Pike as Marie Curie. Oh. I enjoyed it. You might too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. She's one of my favorites. She's fantastic. Who Marie Curie, who won two Nobel Prizes? <clears throat> yeah. No. Uh, I like her. Uh, she's impressive. Her uh, husband won one and also her daughter and her uh, son in law. So she's. You got know it, the game. A lot of Nobelisms. Yeah. But no, uh, Rosamund Pike is, is a tremendous actress. Yeah, Tyson goes on to ask, as children, did any of you enjoy any children's programming in particular? Or even what were your favorite movies before the age of 10? Cheers, Tyson or Tyler. Uh, uh, I love The Electric Company. The Electric Company, we're going to get the power. <laughs> yeah. And I really liked uh, company. Uh, Mr. Rogers, uh, The Neighborhood of Make-Believe a lot. I wanted more stuff to happen there. I wanted, you know, uh, King uh, Friday the 13th to, like, go to war against Lady Elaine and, like, Don Quixote would grab a sword and fight Daniel Tiger. I thought that the whole thing should sort of burn. Lady Aberlin should come out and turn out to be a witch. I, I That's what I was well, P for. PBS opened the door for me that, like, Boston was a place because that's where Zoom was recorded. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, those kids are so cool. I love Ruth. And, yeah. you know, yeah. So that was that was pretty intense for me. But mm -hmm. uh, in, in terms of like children's programming that has like lasted and endured. I mean, of course, this, this was after our time. But Pee Wee's Playhouse was pretty amazing. You know? Didn't see it. You never saw Pee Wee's Playhouse? Uh, oh, no, I never. Well, not really. No, I saw it. Uh... Uh, Phil, my friend Phil was in it on, on Broadway. Broadway. Friend of the show. He's been on the show before. Yeah. So I went and saw that, and that was pretty great. And then I went backstage, and it was really amazing because 
the backstage of a Broadway theater is exactly like the backstage of, of Sacred Fools. Nine seat theater. So yeah. tiny, right? It's I mean, I don't know. I'm just, just guessing. Like crowded and like everything's fake and uh, it's dark and it just looks just like a theater. So the first play I ever did was with Phil Lamar and um, that you directed, John. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, super fun. And Phil was. Oh, I thought that was the name of the play. Amazing. Super fun. Oh, yeah. Like Phil and I were like trying to like, you know, get stoned. And we were like uh, trying teenagers in high school trying to like find a party and super fun. Is that really true? Uh, No, it was directed by it was produced by um, Judd Apatow. Oh, that's super bad. No, no, no. This is a different. This is the the, the super fun led to super bad. It was the play oh, version. They he uh, workshopped it in in rep. Okay. Yeah. Um okay, Steve has yeah. given up on his podcast. He's left. He's there's just I'm here. I'm mic. here. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Sorry, you're hiding. Uh go on. No, no, no. You're, you're... I have I have Let's a hear I more old thing. theater stories. I love I have them. a little thing I wanna I wanna bring up. All right. So this week, this is a, this is the 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 news portion of the of the show moved back two hours. Uh, a bunch of doctors, uh, mostly kind of fake doctors, went on uh, and Breitbart released this video of them claiming a whole bunch of stuff that's not true, right? And so it got taken down all over the place, and it was just medically completely crazy, right? And Shelley says, "What is the reason? What's wait, the wait, long?" Shelley, Shelley's my wife. Well, okay. I don't have sex. Sorry. Um, she was like trying to figure out why, why would they do this? Like, what is the, is it, is it, is it Putin? Like who's behind this? And I said, no, it's just, they're really, they believe this and they're stupid. And who retweeted it? Like, and the Donald, president, the president and, and his son Jr. And, and got banned and off all Twitter. over his favorite news source. And, and it's this, a whole bunch of people were, were, uh, behind this uh, basically misinformation campaign and my, I just said, well, that's just because those people are crazy, stupid, and they believe it. And they've been led to believe it maybe by Russian, you know, whatever, bots or or uh, uh, social media, but they actually believe it. And she said, she's, she Shall said, You're white. that level and breadth of stupidity is inconceivable. And I thought that she, I just think she hasn't been paying attention. <laughs> yeah, no. But, uh, Doctor Doctor Emmanuel, uh, who is the the one who got all the attention, she has said that many gynecological issues have resulted from um, are the result of having sex with witches and demons. Oh, in, in, in dreams, in dreams. Oh yeah, and a myth okay. that dates back to the Epic of Gilgamesh, uh, Sumerian poem written more than four thousand years ago. She has also claimed that issues such as endometriosis, infertility, miscarriages, and STIs are evil deposits from the spirit husband. And she was saying that she cured many, 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 several thousands of people from um, this uh, horrible virus that we've been plagued by. Yeah. Yeah, and it's actually a cure, and fake pharma is uh, hiding it from us and making us wear masks. Yeah, it's all baloney. That said... Uh, I showed my wife uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory for the first time. She had never seen it before. Speaking and she had COVID before that, and now she doesn't. Now so she doesn't. Johnny, the Johnny Depp she one? Had an, no, no. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. You, oh, you can distinguish Charlie. the two because the book was 
Charlie and, and the Chocolate Factory, but apparently Gene Wilder was like, mm, no, it's my movie and Willy Wonka. Um, so they, they changed the, the book name to Willy Wonka for the movie the first time around. And uh, Mel Sharp, no, Mel Sharp directed it. He was a documentary filmmaker, uh, directed it. And uh, Gene Wilder said that he would never work for a screamer again after that. And but it's a fantastic movie and you can see all the low budgetness in it, but it's still incredibly magical. My wife loved it. And um, and if you if you get an everlasting gobstopper, it will cure. It will cure uh, COVID-19. An everlasting gobstopper. Well, yeah, yeah. It's okay. uh, th this doctor was on uh, uh, the TV yesterday saying such things. Because you know that COVID is caused by vermicious canids. Yes, the, the most vermicious. Oh, it's funny. <laughs> Thanks. I like I like those are funny words. So I was some somehow stumbled across the the Unabomber. And I think I think the, the, or I mean like some some yeah. some story about him or something. It just came up in my like. All right, I don't want to think about what's going on. I looked him up, and maybe it's because I'm watching that uh, HBO thing about the East Area rapist who was oh, the uh, inspired. Killer? What's her name to write the write the book? Yeah, Golden uh, State, the Golden State, the Golden State Killer. Yeah, who was caught and just kind of just you, thinking about seventies. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, uh, thinking about seventies serial killers like the Zodiac and the Unabomber, who I didn't realize killed a bunch of people. Ted Kaczynski. Ted Kaczynski, Harvard grad, killed a bunch of people and then said, publish my manifesto or I'll, or I'll keep killing people. And the papers or whoever public, like, sure, whatever you want, don't kill anymore. And, and I, I believe the Zodiac like said, you better publish this thing in the San Francisco, whatever, or I'm going to kill a bunch of kids in a school bus. And they did. They're like, fuck it. But we don't want to hurt any kids. And I was wondering, where am I? Where are my serial killers right now? Like if anybody can no, 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 no. Let me finish. My, I, I haven't even talked about my point. Go on. No, no, no. Please, what? You've you've derailed another thought of mine. <laughs> Jesus Christ, no, but like guys. you can just post anything on Reddit, and just like if your manifesto is so great, then people are going to upvote it. Okay, so that was not worth being interrupted. So what I want is if you are a serial killer and you're listening to this. He's you, back, everybody. He's back. I released the bear. I win. I win. No, we all lose. We all lose. Fucking animal. <laughs> so if you're listening and if you are a Smodco listener, there's a one in four chance you are a serial killer or just in a sort of state of stasis. But I I want like a like one of those 70 serial killers to like Ace of Spades. Ace of Kill spades. some people and then say uh, or even like the the DC sniper in the early two thousands, I think. Oh, that guy was so okay. Scary. Okay, well, Dick. These are horrible people. But I wish right now that someone would say, "I've killed a bunch of people. Here are their bodies. The next person I see without a mask, they're fucking dead." And like every paper, better publish this. And so we're all walking around. That's your like. That, well, okay. I think that would solve the COVID like tomorrow, if we were all like. uh I better wear a mask because the whomever is going to get me. Well, it's interesting. Uh, one of the the guests we had early on was Malcolm Ingram, uh, who's a very prominent 
filmmaker, you know, Canadian, a Canadian filmmaker, I should make the distinction. But he, he was on the show and I asked him like, like it was one of, it was a softball. And I said, what gets your goat? And he said, uh, self-entitlement and like without hesitation. And it's like, oh yeah, of course. Like that, that absolutely makes sense. Like, and so much of what defines American shittiness is self-entitlement. And that's like, that's the same thing with, uh, you know, wearing masks, demanding to, to carry guns wherever you want. And like all this stuff uh, is like just about that. And I think that like all you need to do is take, take a breath and take a step outside yourself and look at your community and be like, oh, what's the best thing for my community? What's the best thing for my family? What's the best thing for the people around me? And like, oh, put on a fucking mask. I don't know if you need a serial killer to, to m drive that point home. I like. Have no, you been no. to Huntington? Have you been to Huntington Beach lately? Uh, there's a, there's a great video that that's those guys put out, and um, those those bros who uh, go into to these um, uh, community meetings. Like, yeah, no, it's funny, but it's like. I just think that people need to stop and think. And I don't know if confronting people is the way to get them to think. So I, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, no. Uh, these they are these bros that like like go into these like uh, city hall meetings and then they're talking about partying and they and, and then they went out in Huntington Beach and they were offering free masks to people who are, weren't wearing masks and right. they were confronting I've seen the video. Yeah. So, you know, those guys. So, uh, but they have a history of just doing very silly things, uh, but, but thoughtful. And I'm, I'm, but that's like satire. Like yeah. they're, they're doing social competition. I don't want any more. I don't need any more like cute YouTube I videos. But, I need but, like everyone, like, dude, they're just but, shooting people right, right. who but have no masks on. The, you better wear masks. The best way to, to enforce that, like to have, to unleash a serial killer, you know, I don't know if that's the best way. I, I, I know it's very Chris Nolan Batman, though, isn't it? I mean, it's very, very Bane. No, the second one. Joker. Right? No? Okay. Uh, um, <laughs> no, it's the second. The second I, it's all a blur. It yeah, is a no, blur. Bane is the one who wore the face mask. Oh, oh, oh yeah, that's I could. right. Yeah, why didn't? Right. Yeah. So and there, there yeah. you go. Like that's that's really what you want to go with. But yeah, no, I, I, I don't know what the best strategy is. Like, do you want to shame people? Do you want to scare people? Or do you want to just be like, just don't be a dick? Well, clearly, I, I'm not. I'm not asking serial killers to. I know, but come I, together but, but you're and actually, threaten lives. But you're. I like that you're proposing a strategy of like, how do we get people to comply? And it's well, a well our question. leaders won't do it. So right. imagine like a Kaczynski who's like, I will murder the next person I see who's not wearing one. And we would all like fucking, it's not worth it. There's too much at stake. Right. I, the thing is, is that uh, what motivates Americans um, because there's so many of us and our culture is all about don't tread on me. Don't tell me what to do. I'm it's exceptional. All about me. I'm, I'm, and so we have this idea like, um, in the same breath, like we, we get attacked on 9 11, 
and the, the politicians stood up and said, they thought they could scare us, but they will not scare us. We are not to be scared. We get attacked, we fight back. And now we're going to fight, go and fight them, and we're going to scare them. And we're going to blow them up, and they will be scared, and they will not fight back. And it's like, well, why do you, you know, they, first of all, those people over there are a lot tougher than we are. And second of all, nobody has ever been blown up and had well, seen their, their, their friends die and then turned around and said, you know what? I think I'm going to just not be mad about that. It just doesn't happen. So I, I don't think it would it would quite work. I don't think that having one person threatening to kill people would. The, I think the worst the worst offenders uh, don't think that the rules apply to them at all. They don't think any rules should apply to them. But uh, it does bring up the question of like, what is the way to reach people who like I, I would love to know if if listeners have like that weird uncle or, you know, who just refuses to wear a mask and like, or believes that this is a, uh, this whole virus is a hoax. Like, how do you talk to somebody like that? Like, well, I, I think I, the problem is it goes back to what I was saying. This, the, the, the breadth of the stupidity. No, but um, do you know anybody like that? Do I do I know anybody? No, I don't. And and you know, but I don't and, know anybody like that. And I don't know how I would like if my brother-in-law came up and was like, you know, whatever these these chuckleheads who wear these masks—they're all like just like uh, zombies sheep. for, for sheep. George Soros. You know, like I don't know how I would respond because like nothing you can say will change their mind, but at the same time they are putting people at risk so just this week uh, re, a couple of weeks ago there was a a wedding in san francisco where this couple yeah. like uh went into a church and they invited like uh almost 100 people over the church was like no you can't have all these people here and then they like made it really tight and small the couple got covid eight people in the wedding party got covid and you're like what the fuck is wrong with you just like like and this is like self-entitlement like oh no we're doing it right like we we know better than the rest of the world so we can amass more than 10 people in one place we we can avoid these these restrictions and that type of like hubris is like it it, it infuriates me because like i i'm I'm trying to do things right. You know, I'm sure people are doing it better than me, but like, I'm I not... hate to say this, but you guys both sound like beta cucks. Go on. You're like, Explain oh, yourself. I just, why can't people understand the, we would all drive 200 miles an hour if there weren't threats against our livelihood. If we, there was no cop waiting behind uh, a bunch of trees to pull us over and, and annoy us. But there and, is. And, Young man, young man, young man, did you just insult me by calling me a beta cuck? Or is that something I should be proud of? Young man? It's up to you. It's really. Okay. I, and the serial killers don't even need to kill anyone. They just need to let no, everyone no. know. But like Steve, we're, like, when, when you we're, we, we've been dormant since the 70s, no, and we're going to kill everyone not wearing a mask. Yeah, I but think when it you, would have I, an amazing. <laughs> we've, we're coming, we're coming we out of retirement. Up. And we made a pact. Yeah. And, we had a uh, meeting off site. We all dressed in apart. our skin suits with our <laughs> skin ties. 
And if we, if we all knew about it, if they just amplified the signal and we're all like, oh my God, there's like a, there's like a, like a DC sniper just driving around looking for people without masks. But but Steve, like, like, it's not a legitimate idea. I know, I I know. But, but what are you saying about what we're saying though? We're, uh, I I don't, you guys are like, how are we going to speak to people who don't believe this? There's no time to have a conversation. This is biology. This isn't like, I know, but uh, like a policy issue we disagree on. There are people who, who think like that. So what do you do about those people? You put the fear of death into their everyday existence. And the one thing that keeps you from being shot by a guy who's sitting in the back of his car with the fucking brake light hollowed out with a, with a rifle is that he, looking for people without masks so just wear a mask i mean yeah and the other thing is like when these there are a a handful of these republican or i shouldn't say republican but whatever right wing like uh um, lawmakers legislators who have been rallying against this stuff and they've gotten covid and I can't help but be- but I but I, I hear that story every. It's the same story every day. I was on Facebook saying it's a hoax. Now I have it and I'm dying. Like, I, I, great, you're fucking. They're all we're all fucking idiots. It's time to put the shock collar on but, America. But, but, but you're not even offering a shock collar. You just said it was a joke that you were just offering. So what is the shock collar? All right, maybe it's not a joke. If you're a serial killer, please do what I'm asking. <laughs> That, that you know the dc sniper is in prison and so is his stepson who is in you know uh, i don't want anyone to be killed but the threat of violence seems to be the only the, the threat of being murdered but seems to be the, the only thing shouldn't the disease be enough threat like that's the crazy no. thing to know because the, the, shot in the chest with a bullet you have a hundred well okay 95 percent chance oh of dying if you get covid you got a one percent chance of dying different i'll take it's it very i'll different. take it yeah exactly you'll see if you want to go for your little runs without your mask i've been driving around your neighborhood i know you're not wearing a mask when you run no i have the i have the tan line to prove it so fuck you <laughs> hmm. where i don't know i was where just that tan line mm, yeah ah mm. uh, i don't know i just I, imagine like a newspaper now like being forced to publish like something from like a crazy person it just seems like such a long time ago but i don't know it was very powerful the uh the threat of of random murder seems to get people in line <laughs> i don't know just thought i'd go out on a high note all right i gotta i gotta read something and i got uh through kickstarter oh wait what do you mean kickstarter what do you what do you what do you have kickstarter do with- for uh you know what the game well you and know what the game which has six it's days it's left it's of, of funding it's only six days left of funding, and the the last um, pledge I got was from somebody named Marty. You, thank you very much. Who the much, hell Marty. is that? Oh, he's some guy. Um, but I got this note. I I, I uh, thanked somebody. Somebody ordered, and I didn't know who they were. And I said, "I'm sure you love the game. How did you hear about the? You know what the game? Hi, John. I've been a long time listener to Nooner. First, when it started with Kevin and his wife, and then moved on to Dan and Marty, and every iteration since." I absolutely love the show, and I'm pretty sure if Nooner was a category in You Know What the Game, I would win every time. I am a fellow displaced New Hampshireite, so it <gasps> always amuses me when you and Steve talk about the Northeast. Thank you for not only entertaining me, but educating me in the process. Your insight is always quite poignant, or as I should say, you're wicked awesome. That's the most pissa awesome fucking email I've had in a really long time. That's fucking awesome. What do you think, Steve? Who who wrote that? 
Uh, well, Carolyn Donahue wrote it, but uh, I'm not sure if I should uh, no, no, share no, no, it. Don't say your name. Don't say your name. <laughs> Damn it. Hold, hold ah. on. Uh, Thank you, Carolyn. Uh, Dante, I love, uh, make sure way, you cut that out when you, uh, when you edit yeah, this down. I love, I love Dante New Hampshire. I'm, that's, where, that's where I learned how to water ski, and that's where I bought shitloads of fireworks. What, in New Hampshire? Yeah, yeah. You learned how to. You lived. You lived in the Bay Area of California, and you went to learn how to water ski in New Hampshire. What's wrong with you? We don't water ski. We like. We make browsers and algorithms in the Bay Area. Hello. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Weirdo. Well, look at Mark Zuckerberg went to Hawaii to go surfing. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, because you're so rich, is that what you're saying? No, no, I'm not. You're rich. so rich. You went to no, New Hampshire. No, my roommate in college, he had a place in New Hampshire. And... A place in New Hampshire. You went. Your roommate in college is one of those rich people. No, his dad John, owned. His John, dad you don't owned water a, ski in the ocean. His dad owned a grocery I've never store. Went water I've never been water skiing. The only time I've ever water skied was in New Hampshire. It's I think yeah. it's on the state flag. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's I mean, a person it like, water it's like skiing, so weird. firing like, a Roman candle, like as they as they're reading Ayn Rand's uh, Atlas Shrugged. Yeah, fucking wicked pisser. Live free or die. But anyhow, sorry. CNBC I mean, CNBC uh, put out a report of the ten U.S. colleges that pay off the most in 2020, meaning Stanford. You get the big Stanford, uh, you get the Stanford. you get the biggest return on your uh, investment. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Stanford's and, number and, one. Wait. Oh, it is. Of course, Stanford's it is. Number, uh, of private. Oh, I thought I thought that the biggest. I, I read somewhere that the biggest and like the top three were like uh, mining colleges. No, I, there's a, you have to go to college to learn how to mine. Yeah, there's there's a, anyway. Keep going. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I thought it was uh, Harvard University number two, the Harvard of Harvard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> number three, University of Chicago, where, where my dad taught. Uh, number four, Princeton. Uh, that's the New Jersey uh, Ivy it. League Don't entry. They pee in their hands. And number five, Dartmouth. Dartmouth? Dartmouth. Really? Not, yeah, no no Yale in the top five. Very, uh, well, very shocking. I think that this podcast is like <laughs> evidence that that's like that's true. Like, did you did you expect uh, Marty and I to disagree with you? I looked at it going, is Yale going to? No, Yale no, of course not. not. Jesus, safety safety school in the uh, in the uh, Ivy League. So you remember you remember the whole uh, college admission scandal. Yes. So that happened just two years ago. And um, back then, I was still not a young man. No. And when that came out and they said, so these really rich people are paying all this money. And it's ironic because these schools, these elite schools, give you a leg up economically. But when you already have a leg up, it, and, I, and I, I said, wait, 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 what, what, wait, wait, what, what, what? I was supposed to make a lot more money because I went there? No, oh, no, 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 no. Shit. It's the secret societies Fuck. that get you all the money. Oh, shut up, Marty. Oh, sorry. I I'm, I wasn't in the secret society, unlike some people on this podcast. Oh, Moving shit. on. It's not a secret anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Scrolling key. Yeah, that's what And we'll see you next Tuesday. Wait, that's your wrap up? And we'll see you next. Oh, uh, I, have to pl- I have to plug something. The yeah. final episode of Subterra is now available. Oh I've my god, listening. really? I've been listening to Marty used voice 
every day at six in the morning till about noon as I've been editing it myself. And doing an amazing job. Fucking Friday. It is Tuesday. I have listened to you so many fucking times. What, what's it's the most, so good. It's what's really the most good. annoying uh, thing about my performance where you're just like, oh, he's doing it again. Uh, as much as I love to shit on you, your performances are, it's like breathtaking. It's stunning. It's really good. I, I, I did enjoy you. Inside Scoop. Marty records in his home, sends me the files, and I edit together and build the sound and do the music. Uh, Marty will record and I'm Korean, a section of it. He's he does it in a Korean accent. Yeah. Um, Marty will record the line that me and this guy wrote for him, and then I'll Very watch well. the wave file. He does a that's a great take. Oh, that's a better take. Oh, that's the best take. And then I'll see a bunch of gack at the end of the file. I'll see a little wave file, and I'm like, oh god. And so the 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 status bar goes down, and then I hear, "Fuck you, Steve. <laughs> Fuck you. You fucking. It's the worst shit I've ever read in my life. It's and the little things. It's the, the morning little trying to get this done. Oh, I, I have to wait for that. Like, oh, there's some weird little squiggles. You can't, you can't the not. Wa- you can't not listen. You can't yeah. not. Listen. I don't know what's the secret <laughs> message. <laughs> this script sucks. You suck. No, I I, I've you. actually never said that. I've never said that it sucks. I've just made fun of you. And and then, you uh, then when I beat you up two weeks ago on the podcast and said, get it done. There's a lot of you going, I don't know if that was any good. I can't do any better. <laughs> yeah, I, I do 90 takes before I record these. It's four. true. You I'm... have no idea how many things I threw away, you know, so uh, it's uh, it's like one of the proudest things i've done in a while like yeah, I it's really to it it's like, is- really impressive not because of me but steve uh no, wrote, I, wrote something that was really good and you guys, guys want to get a room no no no. i actually i'm, I'm genuinely honest like I, I think steve did a great no, job i believe you yeah so it's good so if you like uh, subterra oh, the wait, final don't, don't say the name the then people are gonna find it oh jesus what now no, you don't. He doesn't want people to know about it. No, Subterra. It's sub S U B T E R R A. If you've listened this long, you're not. You're like, I can't listen to these. Yeah, but, fucking but also, ass clowns anymore. Leave a review. I, uh, um, I have something I need to plug before we go. Oh yeah, yeah. Plug away. All right. So this is this is a so the Kickstarter when the people who are listening to this live, which is uh, Tyson, and uh, maybe the guy in Hong Kong, um, and uh, maybe Carolyn, um. But the people who are listening to this live can actually uh, pledge. Uh, the way to this this uh, uh, podcast has been going out, um, by the time you hear this, it's already over. But uh, on Thursday of this week, we're going to have Paul Giamatti and Ahmed Best and Amina Kaplan and Alicia Roper on Wait, who's the, Alicia? the game show. You know, at the game show, the last the last uh, uh, Alicia Roper you, is not uh, famous. She's a really great actress, but she's not famous. So uh, Paul Giamatti, everybody knows. And, and Ahmed Best is, is known for being in Stomp and being in all the Star Wars movies as mm. um, and yeah. Best. I mean, as um, uh, Jar Jar Binks. And he <laughs> is a delight. And a, mm-hmm. yeah, great guy. Yeah, there's this new thing that he's doing called the Jedi Temple um challenge it's, which it's is hilarious game show. For little kids. have you seen that i i saw little bits of it and like it's so it's, i've never wanted to be a 10 year old so yeah. badly since i was nine yeah. it's just like it's like a dream come true yeah, jumping great. on trampolines and waving around lightsabers and, and he's it's just a, fantastic. he's just a, a great guy and super talented and 
I, I, it makes me so mad when you hear, it makes me mad when I hear him getting shit, you know? Yeah, no, I think, well, I think that's, that's uh, kind of over. Okay. Seems like it is anyway. Good. But the, we'll the, see you next Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, and then also, uh, so, th- <laughs> you so guys, people you can go to like once the show is winding. People down, can go you to YouTube. Ramp it up. YouTube like, let's slash talk about Jar Jar no, no, for ten minutes. YouTube slash where, John? You know what the game? You know what the game? Uh, plug. And, and by the out. way, if we, if we've people got a clock need, um, if people have plumbing HVAC services, so they should go to service.com. We'll and, see you next and, Tuesday. And, and please use me we'll as a referral, and I just get a little bump in the in the back end. We'll but, see you, know, you next It will Tuesday. really just help you schedule and you know maintain inventory see you and all next this. Tuesday. Okay, there we are. See you next Tuesday. Uh, see you next Tuesday. See you see next, next Tuesday. If that fuck. I'm really bad at this. If that fuck. Jesus fucking Christ. See you next Tuesday. If that fuck. If that fuck. If that fuck. If that fuck. has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio.